2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a football Friday. A lot of NFL today as we get set for week 15. Quarterback change with the Jets, Mike Whitehurst. We'll get back to that. And uh, Joe and Paul take us through their contest picks coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now. There's a lot more football than just the NFL because bowl season is about to begin. Let's dive into it. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports, the Stack of Stats podcast about to join us. She's on the getmyphoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit getmyphoenix.com to learn more. Pam, always excited to have you on the show. And, and we'll get to all these big games and, and the ones that stand out to you over the next couple days and week or so. But big picture, has it been harder to handicap these games this year? We have all these players opting out. We have changes going on, the portal's open. Has this been more challenging uh, than typical to, to kind of break down these bowl games?
2: So yes, definitely the answer is yes, it has been so hard. I have been known for doing a bowl blog every year and I've done it since I got into sports betting. I've done it for three straight seasons and I did. I did a full analysis on every single bowl game. This is going to be the first year that I'm not going to be doing that. I'm getting a lot of questions on Twitter. I really love your blog. Are you going to be posting it? It has been so increasingly difficult trying to follow. The player transfer portal has completely just changed things within college football because now you you have seventh-year quarterbacks like in UTSA coming back. I mean, just because the NCAA has also allowed players to extend their limits because of the COVID situations that we have had in the last couple of years. So now you have the transfer portal. You have these player extensions. You have more player opt outs. We never really used to see maybe like one or two players. And now it seems like almost every team in every conference. Well, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to opt out for the bowl game. Instead, I'm going to prepare for the draft. It's so difficult to track all of that. And there's a couple of websites that I use that provide that information, but it's just you cannot keep track what the line is. You can get something at plus three right now and then at kickoff, Well, it turns out that he's playing. You don't find out until seconds before, more often than not. And it's just, there's no value in trying to guess these situations. Um, So if you are trying to like wager on these college football bowl games, then I would suggest suggest just kind of look at the bigger games where the players more often than not are going to be playing. The New Year's Eve games, the New Year's Day games, um, of course the playoffs, because everything else is kind of a, you're playing a guessing game.
0: They're going to be playing, and there's a lot more reporting on it. There's a lot more people covering Mm -hmm. the games, and and they're on top of it. Uh, So we have a bowl game in a matter of minutes. In uh, less than a half hour from now, we have the Bahamas Bowl, and then there's one this afternoon, the Cure Bowl, which is UTSA against Troy. Do you like either of these uh, day one matchups of the bowl games?
2: I really would have loved UTSA when they were underdog. They went from a plus two and a half favorite against Troy to now a minus two and a half favorite. But rightfully so, Frank Harris is the exact quarterback that I was talking about. Uh, he's the He's a seventh year. He's decided that he's going to stay at UTSA. He will be a seventh year quarterback. Can either <laughs> of you? You seem, like, you seem like either of you guys know this information better than I would. Has there ever been a seventh-year quarterback in college football? That is just so insane. Um, anywho, that just happened. So, well, anyway. well we
0: yeah. were convinced. We were convinced that the last Adrian Martinez was uh, there for at least 17 years. I mean,
2: that's true, too. (laughs) And we (laughs) have no idea of staying or going yet. So we'll wait on that information. But no, Frank Harris, the UTA offense, it's one of the most explosive offenses in the country. They run a really fast pace. And my worry was that they they lost their running back last season um, to the NFL. And I was like, well, it's not going to be the same type of offense. No, I was dead wrong. They put up a bunch of load of points. They have no quit in them. They want to rip people down their throats when it comes to just putting up points. And Troy, I mean, they're a really good defense, and you saw them. I think they got started out as favorites because of beating teams like Coastal Carolina, but we know that they had a backup quarterback situation. Um, but this, they have not faced, if you look at the Troy schedule, they have not faced an explosive offense quite like the UTSA Roadrunners. And what's their logo? Eep, eep. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I think definitely UTSA is the best is the best side. Uh, we did see Troy defeat some high power passing offenses like Western Kentucky, 34 to 27. We saw them beat Appalachian. Uh, they lost to Appalachian State, which is a both ground game. That's more of a dual threat uh, team. But UTSA just has way too many weapons. They have one of the best coaches and it's a home game for them um, playing in San Antonio. So what? Are, where are we missing? Minus two and a half is the play for me for UTSA.
1: Uh, Pam, one of the games we talked about yesterday was the Florida-Oregon State game, which is coming up tomorrow afternoon. And Anthony Richardson, obviously, out of this game, right? It's one of those games where we're talking about uh, a quarterback not playing, and he's a star quarterback. That's probably going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. You know, a big picture on this game, but then in general, like Florida's getting 10 points here. They're an SEC team getting 10 points would you look to that? You think there's some value there in them, even without their quarterback? Because again, it's an SEC program getting ten points against a Pac twelve team, even without Richardson. Mm. What do you make of that star quarterback but this, you know, good roster around him?
2: I would look to the over. The line has dropped some because of the quarterback change. And so because of that, you're getting extra points of value on a total. Oregon State can absolutely put up points on themselves. You have seen them. They put up 42 against Colorado in back-to-back games. They put 31 against Arizona State, 38 against Oregon. This is a high-explosive offense, too. And, yeah, just because they are a – I mean – And you don't know what the quarterback situation is. Of course, we don't know how the the backup is going to perform. But as you mentioned, you have all of these check mark boxes that say that should be able to contend. So instead of picking a side, even though 11 points is like a lot, I would be looking to the total and looking to the over because neither one have like a solidified defense, and it is bowl games. I'd say totals more often than not go over in bowl games because of the unfamiliarity within the teams playing against each other. Mm -hmm. You don't play within these conference. You don't play within these during the regular season. You could also look to the live line because once you do see how good or bad of the backup quarterback is, well, then you can consider maybe potentially getting a plus on that side. But for the over pregame, I would choose the over.
0: Big move on Washington State, Fresno State, too, with, uh, again, similar story, all of uh, the opt-outs with uh, Wazoo opening as a favorite. Fresno State, minus four now. Uh, Anything in this game or any of the other games tomorrow?
2: Um, So you said the the quarterback for Washington Washington State State. was... Well, I mean, no, Washington they
0: just—they just got—they just got, have a number of uh, players out. I think uh, like a few linebackers, just like a lot of their defensive starters. So its, it's that's see, why uh, like it is so yeah. it's so
2: difficult. so
0: yeah. difficult like, to
2: handicap all of that. And so my question has always been, when it comes to these bowl games, we always talk about, oh, it's baked into the line. Are these player opt outs baked into the line or are all of these totals and spreads made prior to any news announcement and then they have to get adjusted afterward by what are your power rankings, what and stuff Um, so yeah I mean. Look to the over. I am so increasingly just like more inclined okay. to want to look over the game totals of teams, especially since like you have, play, especially if you have players out on the defensive side. Why would you not consider the over? Or you can consider Fresno State, Washington, uh, Fresno State team total over because if Washington State's going to be missing some key players on back in that secondary, Fresno State's going to be able to just like rack up points potentially.
1: So, Pam, when we're breaking down some of these bowl games, right, like often we have teams that have never seen each other or haven't seen each other in years. Right. There's no history there. Different conferences. And a lot of times we get like, you know, one of the games we have coming up over the next couple of days between BYU and SMU, we get a team that is more of a defensive team or of an offensive team. Do do you have like when we have those kind of games, offensive juggernaut, defensive team? is there one way that you tend to go does something kind of hold water more in these ball games defense offense is it all matchup based or or do you kind of lean uh, you know what that team will score points I could trust them it's
0: only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all
1: We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: In the NFL, I'm always more inclined to back the better defense. In college football, I'm always more inclined to back the better offense. Because eventually, because you're talking about players who have been playing two, three, four years in college. They are just not at the same type of elite level production as you find in the NFL. Defenses are going to wear out they're going to, especially if it's a team that can uh, run the football, extend the drive, they're going to wear out that defense. So more inclined, it's always offense for me, but you're talking about BYU. This has been one of the most interesting games because early in the week, and here we are talking on Friday, on Monday morning, I got a text message that said, Jaron Hall, the quarterback for BYU is not going to play. The backup quarterback, Chase Roberts, um, he is uh, injured and up. They're gonna be playing their third string uh, quarterback. That line was minus uh, four. That line was BYU plus one at the time, and then we saw it Mm -hmm. balloon to four after it was announced that Jaron Hall was probably not going to be playing in this game out from injury. Um, So this is the type of information that I'm talking about. If you don't have that inside information and hop on the line early, you could have gotten, you know, a better line at minus one instead of now minus four. But I mean. BYU still definitely has one of the better defenses in the college football, but you don't have a, a complete backup. You're now potentially playing a third-string quarterback. In, I don't see it happening for BYU. I would be inclined to choose the other side. Even uh, though you're
0: I missing the other uh, We had some breaking news just before you came on, and I know it's a game that you broke down and uh, we had a big, just a lot of movement in the Lions and the Jets game, a matchup that we were really looking forward to. I had a strong opinion on the Jets. I know you were digging up some stats uh, for Yahoo on this game, and now we have a QB change. Now it's, it's apparent that it's Zach Wilson going to be starting. The line goes from Jets minus two to Lions minus one. I, what, was your, what was your angle on this game, and is anything changed here for you?
2: So there's two sides that I loved for this matchup. This was one of my favorite games, not of the week, but probably of like the season <laughs> in, the last, in yeah. recent weeks. I loved the under on 44 and a half. I didn't, haven't checked yet if that line has changed, um, but it was talking about how the Lions have definitely have become one of the better offenses in the league, but it is still a Jets defense that has been pretty solid at home. And My reason for taking the under was because of the Mike White rib injury. But now you have at least a healthy Zach Wilson. Though he is lesser of a quarterback, he is still a healthier quarterback. I am actually really excited that it's Zach Wilson. (laughs) He's one of the quarterbacks that I love to fade consistently. Um, We know, and he hasn't played in a few games. And we saw how kind of atrocious he is as a quarterback, which is why he was a third-string quarterback. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. Now, the value is lost though. I absolutely love getting the Lions at a pick. Now you're getting them at, you said, minus one. Um, I would be, the money line right now is probably cheaper than getting the minus one, minus 110, minus 115. Um, But whether it was Zach Wilson or not, I really loved taking the Lions in this spot because they have one of the best running backs in NFL, Jamal Williams. He's had four rushing scores combined in the Lions' last two road games. He's really solidified himself as like super explosive playmaker on this offense. He is second in the league in red zone touches um, in the NFL. And you mentioned I DeAndre Swift. He was a player that the Lions didn't have early in the season. They have him in this game. So now you have a running back, 2 punch between Williams and Swift and the Jets. We wanna talk about how good of a defense they always have. Well, they're actually really susceptible against the run. They are 30th in opponent um, rushing touchdown percentage. So now the problem is going to be, can the Lions get downfield? Well, once they do, I have no doubt in my mind that Williams or Swift or both are going to have success on the ground getting some of those touchdowns because you always want to talk about Jared Goff and his splits and this is like the big storyline that he has 20 passing touchdowns at home but he has only two when traveling and that's because if you look at the data 73 percent of the scores from the lions come from rushing scores when traveling so i think this is going to be a huge game for jamal williams i'm looking at any time touchdown i'm looking at his over rushing yards deandre swift any which way i can get it um and zach wilson I'm still looking to underpassing touchdowns for him. That has been money under, over the last two seasons, his underpassing touchdowns, um, throw-in interception. Even if there's a Lions, throw it in there.
1: <laughs> Pam, I know you also had an angle on the, uh, the Bucks and the Bengals. It'll be a highly uh, you know, televised game. People will pay attention because the quarterbacks, right? It's Joe Burrow. It's Tom Brady. And I, and I would think a lot of people out there would think the over. It's Joe Burrow. It's Tom Brady. But give us your thought on the game. A total about 44-and-a-half here for Sunday afternoon.
2: Um, probably, like, preseason, this game I would have been super excited about, but we have just been so disappointed with Tom Brady. <laughs> like, I am still waiting for when does Tom Brady get back because I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. Both Cincinnati and Tampa Bay, they're top five in the league for games going under the total. The Bucks are 10-3 and to the under of the season, and that's just, like, largely telling. You can consider that it is the defense, but it's actually pretty bad because of the offense has just been lackluster the entire season. And the Bengals are also 8-4-1 to the under as well. But I just haven't seen a game this season where Tom Brady and the Bucks show that they have an offense that can put up 20-plus points against a Bengals top 10 defense. The Bengals are 6 in limiting uh, touchdowns from inside the red zone, allowing only 44% of touchdown scores. Well, Brady is already struggling mightily this season in that area, especially as of late the Bucs, they are dead last in rushing yards. That has really hurt them in, because you become a one-dimensional offense. When you are one-dimensional, you get figured out. Brady or not, you become easier to defend. And he's just lack—he's lacking in the passing game. He's throwing five, one point, 5.1 yards per pass attempt in his last three games. He's thrown four interceptions in his last four games. And as a result, Tampa Bay is top uh, is bottom 10 in scoring production downfield. So you already have difficult problems um, putting up touchdowns, you're converting more field goals than you are sc- seven points. And now you're going up against a Bengals defense that is just like super elite inside the red zone and not to mention still one of the like top five for second half scoring allowed. And the Bengals have some injuries themselves. I love the under on this and I know Brady, Burrow over, not for me. This is under all day.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good handicap there. Pam, we appreciate it. Tom Brady struggled. The under feels like the right side. Pam Maldonado on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest on The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, Joe and Paul tell us where they're at with their contest picks for Week 15. That's next on the BETQL Network.
2: We'll be right back with BETQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BETQL
1: Network.